You're listening to the PTO Unlimited Aftercast. Welcome back to the PTO Unlimited Aftercast. My name is Alex. I'm Josh. And this is episode five. Today we have a special guest for you. We've got the lead singer of a band called Tangled Chords. How about you introduce yourself? What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Kevin, and I'm the lead singer of a band called Tangled Chords. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As, as previously Short stated. Short and sweet. <laughs> um, we're going to sta- start right off the bat stating that we are breathless today. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, he had a prior engagement. He was not able to join us, which I, I'm super sad about. I am too. I am. Like, it just doesn't feel right. But it, <laughs> but we'll 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 manage. We're I gonna think. we're gonna we're gonna wing it here. <laughs> um, so today we're gonna be interviewing. Um, we're gonna be interviewing Kevin today. Yes, we are. Um, and really, just to get his his band's name really out there. Yes, um, which which you know I appreciate because oh yeah, in in today's market, it helps to have any way that you can to kind of mm-hmm. you know really push it out there. Especially since the internet is so available to people, and mm-hmm. it's 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 really hard to get yourself out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Like we we had a challenge for our podcast to I get, did. Pe- and we we still are. It's still a climb. And when we first started, I was like, well, I'd be happy if we get fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's the way it was. But yeah, so. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. We got we got a list of questions here. A long um, list. I hope that everybody <laughs> is super interested because he's a good friend of ours, and we are we're doing this for him. And and I'm I'm super excited because yeah. for those of you, um, obviously, I don't think any of your listeners know who I am. No, they don't. Probably but not. Uh, I've I've been a fan of this podcast since uh, the episode with Aaron Carter. Yes. <laughs> Uh, ever since then, it's just it was really cool just to be invited on here. You know, uh-huh. I mean, I'm excited to get to really engage with your listeners. Yeah, yeah. it's and really this nice. This is kind of cool too because we've never done an interview. So we this never is have. Like, this feels cool. I mean, we've had we've had um, we've had people who have uh, uh, come on and and helped us with with or assisted us with all of our our projects and stuff, but we haven't really we haven't had a note to note interview. Oh, you know? no, I didn't want. I was about to like bash our, our guest. I was like, oh, we haven't had a special guest. Like, oh. Everybody's been a special guest. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. do you understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that. You I'm going to like have offending. people yell at me now. No, they're all special. They are. Well, um, what, it depends. Dep- never mind. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to. You're digging a hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started here. So we got, um, we got a few few we got a handful of questions here um yeah. so uh your band is called tangled chords so what or who what band uh was your has been your inspiration um well with it being uh, the four members that are here in the band we all kind of come from separate backgrounds uh initially before the band was tangled chords it was called uh those one guys we were an acoustic folk band mm-hmm. uh we went through quite a few member changes and we ended up wanting to be more of a more like energetic sound Mm -hmm. so we kind of went more of a progressive route with it um as far as influences go you know my bassist is in his 40s he came Mm -hmm. up during like the days like motley Crue, so Mm -hmm. he's very much like you know guns and roses type stuff Yeah, that's pretty cool i like that um my lead guitarist nick he's very bluesy huge bb king influence which gives our sound a really cool different you know kind of like weird edge in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my drummer is uh, really, really inspired by Aaron Gillespie. I don't know if you're familiar with the guy. No, I'm not. Uh, he was the drummer for Under Oath. 
And then he went on to front another band that I'm spacing on. So I apologize, Chris, because I don't remember. (laughs) And then uh, my main influences, I kind of came, my dad was huge into all different kinds of music. Mm Mm-hmm. So I heard everything growing up from like Queen to Floyd, Jethro Tull, mm-hmm. yeah, all kinds of weird stuff. Um, I definitely weird say stuff, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah it's, it's the <laughs> thing I totally kids agree. These days just don't quite listen to anymore, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that just sucks. But yeah, yeah, those are pretty much where it all comes from. It, when you, you actually hear the album come out, you'll hear a lot of those different influences a lot more fully than just are what our singles are really showing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And uh, I, I've heard your most recent single, and we will play it for you guys at the end of this episode so you get an idea of, of uh, how amazing you guys actually are. And I'm going to say something real quick. So, Kevin, I had no I, I had no idea that you were in a band until Josh was like, oh, have you heard Kevin's band? I'm like, oh, no. And he brought he brought home your, your single and mm-hmm. played it for me. And, you know, the few times that we had met, like, I just, I guess I just didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he played it, and I'm like, wait, who's the singer? And he's like, Kevin? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's not Kevin. <laughs> story of my life. I'll tell you. When we, when we did the acoustic stuff, we had, uh, we actually, the first EP the band ever put out, because the two founding members are me and the lead guitarist, Nick. Mm-hmm. We put together a little two-piece. It was banjo, mandolin, guitar, and we called it Buttholes and Harmonies. <laughs> okay. And a bunch of people heard it, and they were just like, who's singing? And we're just like, it's Kevin. Like, what? Like, yeah, I know. I'm surprised I came out sounding as good as I did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird to hear yourself <laughs> like that. All right. Well, let's move on to our next question here. So um, what got you involved in creating music in the first place? Um, it kind of, it skips <clears throat> a generation in my family. Mm-hmm. So my great grandpa, my great grandma were very musically inclined. My parents got none of that. And then it just like all kind of fell on me because my sister was somewhat into music, but didn't really follow it as a passion mm-hmm. um i started playing back when i was about 12 and playing uh guitar guitar yeah okay. i started with guitar and i've since evolved into you know bass mandolin uh harmonica i'm trying to teach myself the accordion oh man oh, wow yeah. you've, you've done it all <laughs> yeah i, I want to learn as much as i possibly can because yeah. you know you want to make a career out of it so you have to be good at it yeah you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's yeah. not something yeah. you can be like mediocre at and just hope people catch on to yeah. right yeah. right uh but but that's nice that you're, you're expanding yourself from one to another thing and mm-hmm. uh uh i mean myself I can hardly get a beat. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? You play rock band and like... Uh, That's the notes in front of me. But here's the thing, like... uh, You can hit the drum, the drums in that thing on the the foot pedal at the same time that's a that's a good uh talent to have because i don't have that right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's definitely i would like to see you play rock band actually oh it's it's uh, really good at the drum i'm not the best i could just i could see you like remember that picture you guys posted a while back where you were like in the 80s stuff yeah i'm talking about you you should totally be an 80s drummer oh i'm really happy you said that because i had people arguing that nirvana was not an 80s band Technically, they are. Technically, they were. They, they were established started. in eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I usually go with eighty nine. Yeah, uh, because you, you, I tend to base it off of when they actually started getting attention. Because mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you look at a band like Pantera, they were around for ten years mm-hmm. before anybody knew who they were. Oh wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. And so a lot of people judge like, oh, they started in I don't really know the year, but mm-hmm. you know from when they were actually when discovered. they were popular. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, um, do you, do you did you have any past projects? Quite a few, actually. Yeah. Uh, throughout my life, 
it started as a solo thing. And then when I moved to Kalamazoo for a couple, well, about a year, I started, I was in another band called Annalyn and the Mute, which was really cool. It was very weird, very genty, but synth at the same time. I don't know. It, it was a weird place for a 19 year old kid to be because okay. I'm just like playing guitar and singing with these dudes that are like in their mid 20s, all getting drunk and, you know, shit. Yeah. The life. <laughs> the yeah. life. That's and, what she says. Uh, <laughs> It started off as, like I was saying earlier, those one guys. Me and Nick got bored one day, chilling in my dad's shed, and we just started playing music. And then it just kind of, you know, we brought in a drummer, we lost the drummer, we brought in a bassist, mm-hmm. brought in another drummer, lost that drummer, and we right. kind of cycled through people. It happens a lot with, like, bands that are starting out, and, well, not even bands that are starting out, like, that just, it happens a lot, like, bands are switching out people, mm-hmm. and... yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah. finally get like that sound. Yeah. Once you get, <laughs> once you get that collective energy where everyone's just on the same page, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Wait. I was going to say, I was like, I was going to pop up in the middle and just be like, oh, Josh is in a band in high school. But I, was. I was like, like, really? I was. Yeah, okay. was. Go into this now. Wow. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was me, uh, a buddy of mine. His name was Luke and uh, Garth. And then we switched around drummers a couple times. One guy, uh, one of them, his name was Chris, but he he didn't really, he wasn't really into it. He was just there to learn a little bit. And then the the other one was uh, Cody, and uh, we we started the, uh, formed a band called Sizzle, and uh, which significant it the the significance of it was it was actually an acronym for stupid idiots zigzagging around like eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was high school band <laughs> yeah yeah high school band i was the singer um uh, not a lot of people know this about me but i was also an all-state choir so nice yeah for two years and uh well i was that was when i was head all-state and then i was a uh, b uh just in case the other person couldn't make it mm. the, the b list or kind of the the backup kind of like the understudy yeah yeah um he did some screamo songs i did i was that's, a that's actually song, it's on i have it somewhere in a box it's on a it's on a cassette it's on a tape cassette it's on a cassette yes. yeah <laughs> The, the only thing the only thing with this was we didn't when we did our recordings all we did was guitar and me every now and then we did some bass and only on one song we had a drum so it's like it's just kind of all yeah yeah, yeah yeah experimental high school I, band at that time i was all about like i want to write the longest song ever so and you I, did <laughs> oh my god dude preaching to the choir yeah yeah we, uh, we've got some songs that are like seven or eight minutes oh that's that's not even like super know, how, long how long was hello the, the song that I wrote about you yeah. was about 13. Aww. 13 minutes. Yeah. But it was wow. just, but, It's really slow. <laughs> but <laughs> looking, it up. looking at the lyrics of it, I, I probably have my lyrics lying around here. It's and, probably somewhere. And I'm just like, man, what what the heck was... That's a long, <laughs> long list of... of uh, it's a very beautiful song. Of uh, that, verses. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And, uh, but we're not here to talk about me. We're yes, here to talk about you. Yeah, let's, so. let's talk about you. Um, so you kind of already explained who your band members are. Mm-hmm. and what they do so how did you all meet and how long have you known each other all right so nick and i uh we're actually we've been best friends going on close to 21 years now wow we grew up in the same town and you know we were really good friends mm-hmm. um, that's nice not we, a lot of people keep friendships that long no it, it definitely had its periods we had this little spat between like 15 and 18 where we call the war. high school yeah high him, school happened used to, yeah. him and i used to beat the shit out of each other on a daily <laughs> basis because we just hated each other mm. but, dang yeah but deep down we both you know we those are the friendships that end up lasting exactly uh our drummer chris i've known him he's definitely he's also my roommate uh Mm -hmm. he's one of my best friends great guy legitimately Mm -hmm. great guy um i've known him since seventh grade 
actually the way that i met chris was we had to do this project for english class where you had to pick a song Mm -hmm. like type out the lyrics then explain the significance of Mm -hmm. the song he picked some Nickelback song, and mind you, this is like seventh grade, okay? I was a little shithead when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> so he comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, how'd you like my song, Kevin? And I looked at him, I said, Chris, it fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, you know, like we kind of were friends off and on here and there. He uh, went off to serve in the Navy, came back, and uh, once he came back, we really started hanging out a lot. And right. Now we're here, and uh, my bass player, actually... Um, I used to work for him. Mm-hmm. He ran a head shop out of Butler mm-hmm. where, you know, they sold glass and stuff like that. Right, and I right. was his, his front register dude. And we always kind of like joked around about getting together and shit like that. And he got a hold of me one day when I was like, we're looking for a bassist. And he was like, hey, let me come check it out. Right on. And uh, he's actually a really, really good fit, which was nice because he, my bassist is a very just kind of like, I'm going to chill in the background, keep the beat. I don't really need to be any flashy type stuff. He's just kind of there to fill in. And right. mm-hmm. it works out because that gives, you know, the drummer and me and Nick like room to really just kind of boom. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of chills and he's happy to chill. You know, right. I mean, guys got like five kids. So <laughs> that's right. He's happy that's to right. chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were talking to me about that before. Like he, he's an older gentleman and uh, he's uh, he's got a he's got a family and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's family man always. Uh, uh, they're, they're very they're busy. They're, they're busy. <laughs> yeah. They really are. They really are. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Alex, you you had the you you want to want me to ask the next one here? Yeah, um, I don't care. We can go on. So, uh, what was the process on creating your band's name, and is there any meaning behind mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, initially, back when we were those one guys, uh, it, like I was saying, it was the Acoustic Folk Project, and that's a very creative name. Thank you. It was, all, it was all one word. We're just like, hey, what's the most like, we're going to see this band. What's the band called? Those one guys. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, oh, this is going to work so well. Right. And I think as those one guys, we played we played two shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, the first one was pretty good. We opened. We went right over our set time because we didn't know any better. They say, you have an hour to fill. We figured we had an hour to fill, not 15 minutes set up, 15 minutes tear down. Oh, yeah, so, that's crap. Oh. Yeah. Our, Learning our, process. Yeah. 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 Our first show, we're just in like this, uh, it was the Berlin back then now it's skeletons mm-hmm. i don't know if you've ever been over there where's mm-hmm. that where's this at oh shit <laughs> I, you know i don't want to make you like think on the spot here <laughs> and it's downtown somewhere oh it's it's downtown, it's downtown. Okay. Okay. somewhere okay. Downtown, right. so, i think it's main street <laughs> yeah okay. see see i'm not i'm not very good with a lot of the local pubs and mm-hmm. and, and concert halls around here all i know is like the the coliseum and um what's and right headwaters park oh well, no, no. <laughs> like, the, well like, yeah the, there's just kind of like What's that? What's Base that? Off of big things. What's that place where all the comedians go? Right next to the uh, ballpark. Snickers or uh, oh, I, uh, the See? embassy. Embassy. Yeah. yeah. Like those yeah. are the embassy. only ones that I really know. Like I'm not really. I don't. I, I know the Green Frog. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know some stuff. But uh, yeah, continue on. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it started off those one guys, and it never really got any traction. You know, like we were having fun doing the folky stuff, but I really wanted to see people move. I want to get that yeah. energy because you know yeah. when, yeah. when you're playing just a bunch of like acoustic guitars, the most you people can kind of hope for around. is yeah, they just kind of stand or there. They sway. might sway a little bit, yeah. yep. you know. And I wanted more. I wanted to see these people moving. So there was another band that was out of Minnesota at the time that was also called those one guys. Mm-hmm. We kind of got into a little spat with them trying to figure out who was going to get the name. Yeah. Well, they ended up calling it quits because one of their members was having a kid and they're like, okay, you know, we don't want to do this anymore. And it just happened to be that we had changed our name like a month before that happened because mm-hmm. we had gained a new drummer and our sound had changed so significantly. Now, this wasn't Chris. This was a guy by the name of Ryan. Yeah. And our, our sound had changed so significantly that it was just like, you know, you got a metal drummer sitting back there and like a, a classic metal bassist and a blues guitarist. And then there's just me with an acoustic guitar trying to strum my fucking heart out. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it didn't fit. So yeah. 
we kind of revamped the sound and we the choices were actually between it was thinking in numbers indigo echo entangled chords okay mm-hmm. now i wanted to go with indigo echo because that was my submission right and i just got outvoted <laughs> biased yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it happens all so the time we, we ended up going with tangled chords and uh it's been a pretty good moniker for us mm-hmm. so far we have a lot of people that say the tangled chords oh uh, really yeah i don't which it doesn't really seem organic to me i mean no, it might it to doesn't. somebody else i don't know but... i like just tangled chords like i think like that's it's kind of it's kind of what's happening. I think the, the takes away from it. It's right. kind of it's kind of what's happening at my feet here. Tangled chords. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- like when Josh. Oh, I, when I asked him um, when I had heard your single, I was like, oh, well, what's his band called? Tangled chords. I'm like, wow, that's. I wish I would have thought something like that. Yeah. Like it just it's just it's so like. And it's, and it's it's chords with a C H. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, little, I, little I bit, a little bit of double entendre there. You know exactly, I mean? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, how long has your band actually been established? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we are we speaking from like the get go or as like this lineup? Well, you talk about you having like such a past with all these other uh, band names, like and, Tangle and Chords with the single that you're that you have out yeah. now, like now. Okay, how long the group been? you have, the, yes. the current lineup I have. Chris came into it uh, actually. We we got drunk in his backyard, <laughs> and I was talking to him because you know the drummer we had. He was a really really good drummer, but he just didn't have that passion mm-hmm. there. And it was kind of, you know, like he was great, very technical, but he didn't really put on much of a show. Right. Chris came to practice one day because he was real down the dumps, was trying to hang out with some friends and he was kind of listening and he was like, you know, I would like a shot to sit down and see what I could do for you guys. And instantly it was, it was there. The guy had the chemistry, he had the momentum, he had the showmanship. That's great. Um, And I'm pretty sure it was still warm. I think, (laughs) I think it's been, oh, that's great. I think it's been, it's somewhere within maybe Six months, six to eight that's months. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys have established yourself with the actual recording studio and stuff. With, every, with yeah. the single that we'll play for Within you guys at the end? six months. Man, like, well, you it, gotta, that's just... Yeah, because <laughs> most great. Of, almost Sounds all of amazing. the material that Chris came into was already there. Actually, oh, okay. but this song, Are We, that we actually released as the single was one that I, I had wrote years and years ago. No lyrics, just the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was always just like, man, I'd love to use this material, but I can never fit it into this sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to him one day and he goes, yeah, fuck that. Let's see if we can do it. And yeah. we did it. And two weeks later, we recorded it and we decided to do it as a single. I'm going to so, go I'm going to go a little off the list here, but you're saying yeah, um, you're talking about the single here. Is is it very different from your other music? Yes and no. Okay. Um, we've kind of been described as like a blues core band. Like uh, if okay. you ever come out and see us live, you'll see the difference because the set, no song on that in our album sounds the same. Okay. Every That's single good. song sounds completely different. That's fine. Which, yeah. Which, you know, a lot of people are, are surprised by because, you know, in the su- over the summer, we have two more singles that are coming out. That's great. And they kind of follow the same. Um, one of them follows the same kind of sound is are we the first one mm-hmm. and then the third one that's coming out is completely out of out of fucking left field that's great like uh-huh. it's super blues i like that because it's like every kind of single like i've i've said um with what the with my favorite band is every song should be just, like just a talk, present just talk about you what? you like lincoln park yeah that's everybody your band. knows i like lincoln park <laughs> um no but like every every kind of single that should come out should be a surprise it should be a like you shouldn't expect the next thing to be like right. the last thing. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of bash a band, but Disturbed. They every single <laughs> I like Disturbed. I like some of their music. I'm gonna kill you. What? What? No, no, no. <laughs> every single song except for Sounds of Silence. Let's be honest okay. here. But sounds the exactly song. the same. Yeah, it's like it's like they found this kind of this magic formula. They're just like, oh, people are gonna eat up this pandering noise. Let's go with Let's the ooh ah ah. And I'm not trying to discredit them as a band. You no, know, they're you know, great. Yeah, yeah they're you, you don't get you don't get that far without having something there to give people. 
people. I know. Exactly. Somebody likes that sound and they stuck with it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. shit, Nickelback's out running around. <laughs> you know, and But there are there are some songs of Nickelback that you'll hear and you'll be like, what? That's <laughs> like, them? That, yeah. it, that tone is so heavy. <laughs> like, what the shit is going on? <laughs> I actually like that tune. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's that's, wrong that's, with that's, me? That's something you have to say to yourself and just internalize. You're like, I'm never going to tell anybody this because it's not cool enough. But man, that's a good song. <laughs> so uh, what what is the process you go through? Yeah, while you writing? mentioned that you um, you wrote the music for um, Are We Are We, and then and then you got the lyrics. So do you, have you done that same process with all the songs? That's where it's kind of tricky. Um, it's I'm not. It's actually really cool to see the way this is coming to life because you know I'm taking songs that I wrote back when I was like 13, 14, 15, just a shit little emo kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I never understood why I wrote them the way that I did. Now to see it, you know, ten years later, you know, ten, fifteen years later, actually fit into places. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's surreal. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, because it's just like you you premeditate this stuff and you don't realize that you're doing it. And the way that it happened was, you know, a lot of these tracks were written back when I was younger. Mm-hmm. The music has just kind of cycled in and out. You know, like one of our songs on our album is uh, Diet Coke. That's the name of it? That's the name. Okay. <laughs> the, the full name is A Free Diet Coke with Every Broken Heart. But we call oh. it Diet Coke okay. just because it shortens it's, it up. That's yeah. actually one of the singles that's going to come out. Nice. Mm-hmm. And when I originally wrote that song, I was 19. And it was played on acoustic guitar. It wasn't heavy at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really, really pretty picking pattern. Just beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And that just evolved its way into this heavy hitting, you know, just really big booming sound that we now have for it. Okay, mm-hmm. I still want to keep the old acoustic music and find. Yeah, some everybody's way to use got it, versions but... of different of the same song, right? Because yeah. every, every song I write's write wrote on an acoustic guitar, every mm-hmm. single one. Okay, and then it just kind of grows from there into the you know the into bigger noise is. that it that's is. good that's good uh, it's good to start off with the tune at least and then you go from there to the next thing that's my issue when thing. we were younger in high school like because i mean I've, I've written a a couple songs from my my, my emo days in high school i mean I know, I, if, josh if, has got a book full of songs if nobody <laughs> but goes you can through hear something up there but i also I, I i got the words out but you just not being musically inclined <laughs> you can't really grab the music you've got the words so that was my issue right. yeah but that's yeah. cool that you can take stuff that you wrote when you were that young and then pull it in now that you're an adult and you've got the the people to make that happen yeah that's really yeah. cool not only that like the lyrics it might it might go to go towards a younger audience too because mm-hmm. you wrote it yeah. while you were younger mm-hmm. yeah. because or, or us relating to that when we were younger. exactly exactly because yeah. as you as you progress through age you start thinking like well i don't want to scream about teen angst anymore that that you don't want to i don't want to i don't want to sing about certain certain topics mm-hmm. you know it's just it, it, it's really interesting it's um, relatable to somebody yeah, yeah yeah for sure so uh have you met any have you uh, met any major bumps in the road while creating the band or your music oh my god the list is too long to even get into <laughs> it, some um, big some top ones yeah this is uh issues is you know me chris and i are very very strong-willed people we're very opinionated, and when we butt heads, man, it's fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not going to back down, I'm not going to back down, and eventually somewhere in the middle, we just have to settle. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I reach a lot of impasses like that, but it's because we both want so much from this project. Right. You guys are very passionate. Right. You know, yeah. That's what you need. See it go. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, I think one of the biggest hurdles that we've had just as a group is figuring out how to balance each other out when it comes to performing. Okay. Because, you know, you can't be four guys, just everyone's turned themselves up because everyone wants to be the guy in the yep. spotlight. You have to be a collective and you have to understand, you know, yeah, I might do a, not do a lot in this song, but it adds so much to an ambient sound mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that you know if if I were gone, no one would know, or no right. one would be able to you hear it the same. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? It's like like I was saying with my bassist, just wanting to chill in the background. If I didn't have just that steady, nice, easy thump, there's something about the way he does what he does that I've never heard another bassist do before, which is crazy because when you actually look at it on paper for what he does, it's uh-huh. just do 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 do. You know, it's not yeah. complicated. Yeah, but that, that but sound adds. Exactly. It, it, it makes it what it makes the song the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it adds. It, it adds. adds. It definitely does. <laughs> What's that? Oh. No, it's balloon shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, ha- how has your music evolved since you first began playing music together? Um, or has it evolved at all? I mean, has it has it stayed the same? No, no, not at all. It uh, the the stuff that we used to do. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a folk band called the Decemberists at all. Mm-hmm. You know anything no. about that? Mm-hmm. Um, they're this big, big folk band out of Portland, and they're amazing. Just absolutely. I still listen to him to this day. Like one of my favorite bands in the world is Coheed and Cambria. Mm-hmm. Is that um, is that who you're listening to basically now? Like, yeah, I mean that's you know I have a tattoo on my arm for Coheed and Cambria. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what we've this seen is. Them. what we've seen. Yeah, them. we've seen them yeah. live. They're yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're a lot. They're very very. They're, they have a lot of energy. They for, do. Yeah, for, we, yeah. We didn't mean to go. Like, we <laughs> we didn't mean to see them. <laughs> well, I just well we like them. Like we got into them because of rock band, really. Yeah. Welcome then, home. Welcome yes, home. Welcome home. Yeah. So and then they just so happened to be one of the openers for one of the bands that we were watching, and we had front row. And these guys came on, and I'm like, oh, go and Kramer. These guys, yeah, we know that one song. And I'm like, wow, this is, they've got a lot of energy. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> they are they are definitely easily my favorite band in the entire world. Yeah, um, I remember you saying when we were having this conversation months ago, you were talking about a concept art for your actual band and how you want your albums to progress. Mm-hmm. You were kind of going along the same lines of Coheed and Cambria, where they have a story. Yeah, and that's oh, that's kind yeah. of what you were you were you were. Uh, progressing through and then it's uh is, is are you still doing that to yeah absolutely day? yeah we are we are a full-fledged concept band but uh it's not necessarily meant to be like a, we're copying coheed mm-hmm. it's more like all these songs that it was an wrote, inspiration yeah all these songs was. that i wrote years ago i started seeing the underlining meaning for right and you know say i pull out a notebook that's you know 500 pages and i pick out 10 songs out of it that i'm really passionate about i can see the way that they kind of fit together you know what i mean it's not it wasn't so much a story that was wrote beforehand as much as it was as it was kind of pieced together and I started seeing the way that things were falling into place. It wasn't mm-hmm. the initial idea to do it that way. But after we started working on the first album, which is called Vitor, uh, V-I-I-T-O-R, mm-hmm. I really started to see the way it was starting to line up. And then, you know, I started attributing characters to these interpersonal conflicts and issues that the songs actually represent. Right. Um to give away the entire story, I'm not going to do because <laughs> it's it's one of these things where, you know, each song stands on its own individually, but mm-hmm. collectively you really start to get an idea of, you know, what are these characters going through? What is this? What What's going on? Right. You know what I mean, it really just the first album really kind of sets the stage for the next four to come. Yep. Oh, you, you yep. already have like that's like what you're what you're progressing towards for the future is right. what you're kind of thinking. Yeah, like you already have an idea that you want to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like there, that. There are a ton of callbacks too that you'll notice that you know um, as the second and third albums come out, you'll hear music from the first one on the fifth and the sixth, and you know they're all just audio callbacks to <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dog. Uh, she, she's got a little bit of a she's cough. She's got some allergies. Yeah, yeah. She's good now. Okay. <laughs> Go on. But yeah, yeah. There's there's just a lot of callbacks, which yeah. I think is really, really cool, you know, because it's going to be one of these things where it's like, hey, you know, this sounds just like this song on the second album, but it's not. Okay. You know? yep. A lot of different pieces that just come and go that kind of 
you know, it's it's going to be one of these things where it's like I wrote it like that way for a reason, mm-hmm. because as much as I appreciate the fact that all the material stands good on its own, I want to be able to tell as this progresses who's paying attention yeah. to what's actually going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of my way of doing that. You know oh, wow. I mean? If you can if you can hear the story, because I mean, it's not in order by any means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The parts of the story where you know characters are killed off and stuff like that happen earlier like say album two mm-hmm. when they're still alive for albums three and four mm-hmm. okay. you know what i mean you really yeah. have to be able to pay attention to it okay okay and that, that's why i decided to kind of go that way with it because so i wanted that's to see cool. you know who's actually engaging with this who's that's actually a, taking the message from it <laughs> well now that you've said that <laughs> people are gonna be like oh well now like, i know what to do like i gotta start taking <laughs> gotta notes it's like this. a fucking lecture <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you already kind of gave us your genre you said that you're like a folk uh, what was that again? Uh, a, progressive alternative. Progressive yeah. alternative, yeah. which is which is actually a, a pretty uh, pretty expansive genre and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we've been we've been described as, uh, and this was my favorite one in the world. We actually feel like we invented a genre. Okay, it's that's called, cool. It's called blues core. Blues yeah. core. Yeah, it's it's heavy, it's hard, it's fast, but man, there's some bluesy stuff going on in there. Okay, like that's... vocally, guitar work. It's it's really cool. Okay, I, mean? I like that. It's definitely something that. You know, we play shows and people tell us like I've never heard anything like that before. And you know, that's that's the that's what you need. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, that's you, what you need to have that. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Oh, I gotta write this one down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I got I gotta shazam that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess let's move on to the next question here. So, uh, and we pretty much already we answered that one already. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot um, that we've already like sub covered here. Uh, and we've we've written a list here okay. just just for our listeners. Yeah, Josh like, Josh handed me a, a list of of 38 questions and goes, we're gonna get to the bottom. <laughs> so of this. I guess let's move on to, I've got one. So how long have you been performing on stage? I guess uh, you personally. Uh, me personally, I've been performing since I was, I'd say roughly 17. Okay. Now I did a lot of playing before that. I started when I was actually singing or gu- like guitar. Ah, uh, both. Okay, but okay, it took cool. me a long time to really learn how to find my voice. Mm-hmm. You know, the the first That's so difficult. the first few times that I attempted it, man, it was just it was bad. It's like you play a show and the only people that show up are your closest friends, and, and they're going to tell you did a good you job, did a great but you job, know man. you did right. a good job. <laughs> do, do do you normally draw a pretty large? Cr- I don't want to say like I don't want to like umph yourself, but is your crowd normally like a, they're growing? They're, they're growing. It's more growing. than friends. Yeah, yeah it definitely. Is. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, uh, we released this single and. Under your advice, we decided to get a Twitter and yes. we're really yes. trying to push ourselves mm-hmm. out there more. And it was really cool to see that, you know, we, we put this single out and within the first five days we had, you know, over 700 plays, That's mm-hmm. couple hundred downloads. I have yep. to say, I have to say that at least five to 10 of them are from me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Even though I've downloaded it, I, I just play it on my phone because I just go to your Facebook and just find it right there because yeah. I just don't have it on my phone. But <laughs> See, when we started our podcast, the, the very first thing that I went, Brett had a Twitter before. Josh and I, did you? you I had a Twitter. Okay, my sister created did, my Twitter. Yes, but we never, <laughs> I never had one. We didn't want to use it. I used to bash Twitter all the time. Oh my and God, then same. I realized having the podcast, I'm like, we need to have a Twitter. And now that I'm using Twitter, I see like... Twitter is is still kind of where it's at. Like I thought it kind of died down for a while when we first started our podcast, but after you get engaged in it, you're like 
this is how I need yeah. to get my stuff yeah. out. Is yes. Twitter. Every, every other form of social media is kind of dying. If it's not Instagram or Twitter, no one gives a shit. Exactly. You know, it's so, like we, we yeah. do a ton of promoting on Facebook. And if you don't pay Facebook, no one Ex- sees that, it. Exactly. We're That's that bullshit. We yep. found that out too. Facebook is kind of a it's, dying platform. It's dying. It's for it's us mainly it's, it's mainly actually not even that. It's, it's like mainly, my mom's on it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll see you'll see like videos of stuff, and that's all it is. Just videos, 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 videos. People sharing videos, and maybe even a meme here and there. That's yeah, all I'm really seeing on on Facebook. And it's Twitter. Getting, everyone, I feel like that's where you get connected. That's to where people. you get communication. Yeah, communication is on Twitter. So yeah. I mean, that's great that you took that and then saw such a boom yeah, with your band it's really cool like within like five minutes of posting the single i had some girl from texas just like this is like my favorite song right now yeah you have no yeah. idea and like we have we have a big big fan base in texas and california yeah. as a podcast and you'll notice that you'll see you'll start seeing are you on soundcloud uh yes okay yeah. so you can actually look at your insights on there where people are listening you get international listeners yeah. like we've gotten some from islands we've never even heard of yeah there's like, that i think we're we're really big in um in england yes we are like that's yep. the, like that was our i just i never even thought after looking at all of the like the insights and stuff on there and where our plays are from like Wait, people are listening to us over there? Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird because Twitter, yeah. things like that, you, it opens up the world to you. Yeah, it really does. It's really cool. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a gamble though. You yeah, know, because it is. Like, coming from, from where I came from with music, I went through years of just people did not like it. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's so crazy to see it now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm closer to 30 than i care to be uh, all of a sudden people are just like i think yeah. we all are yeah. like us us at this table are closer to 30 than we want to be <laughs> the wrong side of 25 exactly yes, yes. And, and and eventually once you hit 30 you're just gonna be like well it's over now <laughs> if, if, it, if i if it doesn't work by the time i'm 30 i don't know what i'm gonna do right right uh, but but that's the thing like you just gotta stick with it you, you gotta just put your heart and soul into it as much as you can you're literally scratching blood sweat and tears with this with with not just being in a band but anything any form of media that that you're creating you have to put your emotions into it oh for mm-hmm. sure like we yeah. do that with our podcast it's and this is a little raw for us to kind of be explaining like you're you're kind of giving your spiel and i'm we're giving ours like we put so much into it like mm-hmm. no There's one a lot that no one it. sees the back end like, oh, you guys just sit down and talk for an hour like Oh no! 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 More. no, no. I'm, so I'm much sure, more. and it's the same way with like being an artist and a, and a musician. You have to perfect this. You yeah. have to perfect this one track, and you're working on it for weeks on end, mm-hmm. and it gets tiring. Oh, it, you get so I can't tell you how much I hate every song on our first song. <laughs> I played it so many times. I mean, you get out there on stage, and you're still. I mean, it's the energy that really keeps you into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're standing in in some motherfucker's garage doing this for ten hours, yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're just gonna be like, I can't listen to the song anymore. And that's that's mm-hmm. what that's what happened to me. With with my band not necessarily like just that i mean there were creative differences i was i had a i was having a relationship long distance so i was like i gotta put my emotion into that instead of this and aw. <laughs> and aw. so um so yeah that's that's just kind of it's kind of how you how you grow with with uh with all of your media and and, and sorts um alex you want to go with the next one here i do um i'm kind of interested in this uh question here what is the craziest thing that's happened to you while performing okay I figure there's um, got to be something. Man, I tell you, you know, the the first few shows that we played as this lineup, rega- no matter what show it was, somebody had some kind of a problem, all right? Mm-hmm. So we played this show at this place in, in uh, Fort Wayne called The Tiger Room, mm-hmm. and the first time we got up there, it was our first show with oh this my. lineup. I know this story, and but I'm, I want Alex to hear this. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> yeah, it was our, our first time with this lineup, and we were super, super nervous, right? So we go in there, we put on like a really great set, but you could tell that we were not confident at all in getting in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I wanted to kind of amp the energy up and I jumped off the risers into the crowd. Oh. Right? Just trying to get people going. Yeah. And it worked and it was cool and everything like that. So fast forward two weeks later, we go back. Oh, no. And we walked into this place just big dick swing. We weren't scared of shit. <laughs> we, we knew the room. We knew the set. Yep. We were way too confident. That's okay, and though. I mean, confidence is key sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. To a point. But then you start doing some shit that you probably shouldn't try. Okay. So I go for the same jump off of one of the risers. I'm rocking this wireless setup. And I hit the fucking ground. Like, I'm not paying attention where I'm going, and I fall off the stage. I break oh, no. the wireless setup, oh, the $600 no. setup. Oh, no. And then I had to just get up and run back to the microphone. There's no guitar going on. Oh, I'm just no. singing to drums and bass. <laughs> just like, I keep trying to hook it up. The mic kept falling down. So a guy oh. from the crowd actually runs up, and he starts holding the mic because it's like a boom mic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, I know the listeners can't see this, but like, imagine a mic that's just like pointing outward, and it's mm-hmm. on a swivel. Yep. That swivel broke. Oh, from, no. from me jumping around too much. Yep. So this dude had to run up. He was one of the opening acts. His name, okay. A guy by the name of Jared Schneider. Mm-hmm. He comes up and he has to hold the mic like this for me so that way I don't <laughs> I can sing and do my shit. Yeah. So like all in the process of like two minutes, we went from just energy, energy, energy to no guitar. Kevin lost his glasses, broke a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, fun. man. That's got to be the performer's nightmare. Like you shit breaking it, while... When, if you don't you, have a stagehand... And and stuff oh, you don't. breaks. Yeah. You're, well, when, when when you're independent like you are, I mean, uh, I, I, you, you're not signed, are you, to no. any label? Okay. So when you're independent, you have to have your friends help you out if yep. they're there. But if there's no one there to help you, you you're gonna get a random bum rush to the stage of someone helping you out. Hopefully. Hopefully. But if not, I mean, you're 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 lucky you had someone. Oh there. yeah. And and yeah. You know, and and I, I was so appreciative to him after we were done. I mean, it took like I'm like like singing and like I'm slowly slouching more and more to the point where I'm almost <laughs> on my knees, like. Playing and trying to keep my face on this microphone and finally and i'm, I'm talking like two and a half minutes into this mm-hmm. somebody goes okay that guy needs some help that's great though mm-hmm. well just uh don't don't you know overstep hey, your gum, confidence next that, time right that got you attention oh yeah no it did <laughs> I'll, I'll sorry <laughs> me me falling off that stage ended up on more snapchats than i think i've ever been on in my life that's great. Do stupid shit get noticed? <laughs> <laughs> People love stupid shit. That's true. That's your that's your slogan for your band. Do stupid shit get, get noticed. noticed. <laughs> that's that's the thing that you know that is, there's a saying in music and it's the show must go wrong. Anything that can will, and you just have to be able to adapt and you have to be able to fight through it. You know, we yep. played a, we played mm-hmm. a show not that long ago where we had a little too much to drink. <laughs> um, I'm not ashamed to say that yep. and we had to fight through some huge issues yep. I mean, we still made it out we had a good set still got invited back mm-hmm. but you, you take that and you learn from it and you go okay maybe we shouldn't you know slam four tall boys before we get <laughs> yeah. on stage it's a learning process I mean, right. you're sitting in a bar from like 8 o'clock until you go on at 1 o'clock in the morning what, yep. what, what are you what gonna, are you gonna, gonna do? do what are you gonna, gonna do on some fucking water and Sprite like that's what you should do that's professional that's a, that thing is, right yeah. right um, uh, so, so so where have you performed in the past and what are some of your favorite venues? Um, we, with this lineup, I mean, just me alone, I've played a lot of places around Fort Wayne um, between like the Tiger Room, DuPont Bar and Grill. We've been at uh, the Berlin Skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to work our way into bigger venues now that we're really starting to get some pull, mm-hmm. which, is, which is yep. really, really cool. Um, I'd say probably though, my favorite place to play so far has been CS3. And my drummer's going to hate that I say that because he, he used to work for the restaurant that you know runs oh, C in Street. front of that, yeah, C Street. Okay, yeah. yeah. Or no, 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 not C Street. Uh, Calhoun Soups and Salads. 
That's yep, that's next to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to work there, and he did not have like the best experience with that job. <laughs> okay. So we played two shows there back to back, and by the time we got done with the second one, we were all like, "We we want to play somewhere else." Like, like <laughs> Tiger Room's cool, but we're ready to go somewhere else. But definitely, that's probably my favorite venue so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see how it goes, you know, because we're, we're trying to start booking shows in other states and stuff like that. Like, we really want to get that mm-hmm. push going. Yeah. Right. But it's all about, you know, you have to prove to a venue that you're going to bring them money. Because <laughs> if yep. you don't bring people in to buy drinks, they're not going to call you again. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Just keep your mind on that that one girl in Texas, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess this is, a, this is a good question. Stage fright is a thing. It's, do you have it's it? It's so fucking real. <laughs> and then how, if, if you do have it or if you've, you've uh, how have you coped with it um we actually kind of have this this little test that we have in the band if you can walk up to me and you say kevin are you ready to do this and i say fuck yeah i am i've had too much to drink (laughs) if you come up to me and you're like kevin are you nervous And i'm like yeah i'm kind of freaking out you know i'm gonna perform good that's that's kind of the line you know like like you're nervous when you first get up there especially when you're playing a room full of people like it's it's so much nicer when they're people you don't know Oh, I yes. hear that. I but, hear that. Yeah, because so, mm-hmm. the first couple shows, man, like, and and no disrespect, we sincerely appreciate all the fee- all the support from our families well, and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. when you're when you're playing in front of you know your 25 closest friends as a community, mm-hmm. it's the same thing I was talking about. Yep. Like, they're they're not going to tell you it was bad, but because because the, the the thing about playing on stage that a lot of people don't understand is what you hear there is so much different from what's actually going on in the audience is hearing. You'll right. be up there, yeah. you'll play a set and think it sounds like absolute garbage and you get off and people are just like, that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what we get with our podcast. Like we'll be like, man, that episode was shit. We shouldn't even put that out. <laughs> then all of a sudden it gets so many plays and reposts and, and, and likes and we're just like, well, what did we do right? <laughs> yeah, like, 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 What was the magic formula that we failed into here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do, do you play any covers? Or if not, uh, are you interested interested in any my drummer's been pushing us a lot to do a couple now i have a very very firm stance on covers and that is i don't do them i, I understand okay. that point yeah. too because i i can see a band failing at a yes yeah, like and if it, you get pulled just, into it right yeah because yeah, you know like oh a, can you play this song right we don't we don't want to <laughs> be classified as a cover band we don't want to get booked for three hours to play covers you yeah know? I, I feel like our material stands so well on its own mm-hmm. that you don't need that well, now, i can see that by listening to your single for sure that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> well thank you yeah yeah and and uh you guys have some original sound too and i can see i can see a lot of inspiration drawn from multiple different angles here um but uh and are we is your latest single yes um what inspiration drew you to write this song um are we is actually i wrote this song uh this is kind of a touchy subject so forgive me if i get a little a little cracky (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i was going through a very difficult breakup at Mm -hmm. the time that i wrote this song and um Still kind of dealing with that, you know, seven years out the door and you're just kind of like, yeah, like, what do you do with yourself now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We hadn't broken up at this point in time, but, you know, it was kind of on my mind and this, that and the other. And I sat down with my acoustic one night and I just randomly start because the way that I write my material is really weird. It's all kind of improv and I'll record every practice session I have by myself where I'm writing. And, you know, most of the songs that are actually on this CD were all completely improv like I we were having practice mm-hmm. we came up with a tune that we liked I started singing some lyrics the next thing you know it's like I'm not a very like touchy feely person mm-hmm. but that's the way that my subconscious really comes out and I'm mm-hmm. able to address yep. my internal issues because I'm not going to talk about them so yeah. it's really cool to you know to see to hear the way like this song began to where it is is just absolutely crazy because and and this is going probably farther into it than I should but Hey, you, you, you do you. Yeah. The, the, the whole song 
is it's the entire CD is, is about just a giant internal issue mm-hmm. and it's learning to cope with it and kind of personifying your internal demons in ways that make them easier to manage mm-hmm. because you know if, if you're walking around and you don't know what's going on in your heart or in your body and things are just like you just know something's wrong and you don't know what it is yeah yep. it's, it's terrifying yep. because you're oh, just yeah. like i have no idea what's going on in my head and i can't deal with it because like, I, I don't yeah. know where to start yeah, like no, why exactly am I so, it's like why am I sad today? I yeah. can't I, it's like I woke up, I had a bagel. Every, like <laughs> someone told me I look nice, and I'm just I just want to go home and just cry. Yeah, like, yeah. I, don't know why. I know those days. And, and uh, a lot of people give me give flack for Dane Cook, but he actually had a good bit about how anybody in general just has that feeling where they just want to go home and have their emotions let out. Yep. Regardless of how you do it, um, but uh, you know when you put that type of emotion into your music, that that That's stands where you get out. Your good oh, yeah. music. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. have uh, we actually had one song we had to pull from our set list because I couldn't control myself. Oh, it was mm-hmm. too too much? It, it was too much. I wrote this really, really, really beautiful piece called Willow for my uh, my deceased grandmother. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she had this big willow tree growing up in, in you know in her backyard. Yep. And she died from her second bout with cancer. She beat lung cancer wow. and then she got breast cancer and she oh didn't want to go through wow. it again. And it's a beautiful song, but it's not something I can do live. Is it, some, yeah. is it something that we will see in the future? It'll maybe? be on the CD. Oh, it's oh, on the yeah. next right. CD? Well, it's it's definitely going to be on the CD, but I pulled it from our live set because I just, as much as I love the song, I couldn't get through it. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, like I love my grandma to pieces. Yeah. Right, right. When um, uh, what's, uh, Chris Cornell died, mm-hmm. um, Linkin Park, Alex and I's favorite band, uh, performed One More Light and dedicated to him. Mm-hmm. Their performance was so strong and moving that people who don't even listen to them loved it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah, that that emotion. It's that, that emotion and, and stuff that mm-hmm. it's a connection towards uh, what you're there's writing. A, there's an emotional point though. If it's if it's that, like you can record the song, you can have people listen to it. But if it's if it's a song like like Kevin's trying to say, where it just breaks you down, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. There's there's a break there. There's you know what I think I can handle it today, and then there's I just. You Just know, we it. we recorded it, and we're gonna let people listen to it. I can't do it, so uh, <laughs> because wh- it's it means that much. <laughs> when when, were, when are you uh, expecting to bring out your album? Well, or EP? I mean, I know you're you're bringing out singles. Oh, it, it's it's a full fledged. Okay, we're our uh, we actually recorded a place out of Toledo, Ohio called Glass Arrow Audio. Um, there's a like a post hardcore band called Glasslands. Mm-hmm. Their guitarist Jordan is our producer. Okay. Um, they are an absolutely phenomenal band. He does a great job at what he does. That's good. Um, but with him being in a band and us being in a band, we wanted to get these singles done for the summer because they're going out and booking shows. They don't have the time. We're going out and booking shows. We don't have the time. So we're hoping to get back in around September. Okay. Um, our our absolute earliest ETA is going to be January of next year. We'll okay. the entire mm-hmm. thing done. It's going to be 11 tracks. It's a full CD. Um, and we're going to release the three singles from it this summer to try to keep people engaged yep. and then that's a good idea you know once we kind of start going back into the studio and we're all taking time off work and we're throwing money at it it's going to be great just to finally put out this product to go okay you've heard the three singles now here straight out of left field yep okay you know yep. what i mean because it's all three singles are kind of along the same pattern and then you get into the other stuff and you're just like is this the same band like, what <laughs> the fuck happened here and uh, <laughs> what's what's the name of the album you said uh, you said uh, vitor. Vitor. vitor vitor okay it is uh uh, Romanian for forthcoming. Okay, 
So, so you've you've really delved into like uh, different terminology and stuff oh, yeah. to uh, to to have a better explanation of of what what you're yeah. what you my, have uh, titled and stuff. My father's side of the family is actually from Romania. Oh, okay, and they came to the United States running away from Hitler. Oh, so we came to the U.S. We changed our name. We changed our belief system. I, I come from actually Jewish, like Orthodox Jewish mm-hmm. uh, belief. And when we came to America, we changed the way we spelled our name. We changed to Christianity, do anything we can to escape from it. I can see that. Yeah. And I've always yeah. just had such a a longing for like wanting to go there and see where my family actually came from. Mm-hmm. That when we were batting around ideas for what to call this album, I came across, you know, I was just randomly Googling like weird shit. Yep. And I came across <laughs> Vitor and I was like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and each album name has just weird names. They're all named already. Okay. They're all ready to go, and they are definitely strange. <laughs> well, that's good, though. Like, that's unique. You should say unique, yes. not yes. strange. Unique. unique. <laughs> that's that's the coaching from my media coach right now. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So uh, you're constantly performing in the general area. Um, where is your next show, and when is it? Uh, our next one is July 1st. Mm-hmm. We're going to be over at O'Sullivan's. I don't know if you're familiar with the place. Yep. If yes. you are, get a slice of fucking pizza while you're there. <laughs> um, we're actually playing with uh, two other bands the kickbacks and uh the paper heart mm-hmm. um unfortunately the paper heart was supposed to be like a an indie rock project mm-hmm. and the poor guy his drummer bailed his bassist bailed so Aww. he's he's playing an acoustic set mm-hmm. so he went from closing the night to he's going to open at 10 uh the kickbacks are going to go on at 11 and then tangle chords will go from 12 to 1 okay so we ended up getting the headlining spot that's nice um oh. and we're we're super pumped to do it. it's no cover you just yeah. get to see three bands for free. Mm-hmm. And uh, since we've released the single, I, you know, as a musician, you tell people about your shows and people are like, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. That and was me. You, and that was yeah. me. And then you never see them. <laughs> but this time around, it's like people are excited. They want to see what else we have to offer. Right. And I'm so pumped to get up there and just just blow people away. I, I, I'll be honest here. I think Alex and I are going to try. That we, cool. we, as, as far as I know, we, don't, we have a friend coming into town, but... I feel like our friend would be interested in going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he, he he likes he likes a, he likes to see local artists from here on out. Uh, he he's been to that kind of stuff. He he used to live in Chicago, so you get his, a lot. We know his, of, li- his, his we type don't have to we don't have to sugar. It's Jer. Well, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but our friend Jer is know, coming in. We know we know his music type and what he likes. So I don't I don't think he's heard your single. But if we show him that, he'd be like, oh hell yeah, I want to go on. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a big fan of of uh, a lot of uh, high. End. He actually does music. Yeah, he, he he created our track for our intro and outro for really? the podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he has a SoundCloud which I always link on our YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff that you guys can check out as well. The audience is who I'm talking to. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, he he does a lot of electronic music and mm-hmm. uh but it's not just his only genre that he listens to and uh so i think i think we'll we will definitely try to make a, an attempt to uh, to see that because after hearing this single i'm just like i'm sold <laughs> I, I was i was sold like my mouth dropped when i when i heard it and i was like <laughs> i mean it's it's one thing because i heard it and it's a great song but the other thing was like because i've met you and i was yeah. like that's Kevin. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, you, uh, your listeners can't see me, but my God, you take a look at me and you're like, "That guy should." <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't want to say that. That's how I. It's just because I, you. Just you have don't, a deeper voice. You just, there's just some singers where you just, if you've never, if you, you'll listen to the song and then you'll listen to them and you'll hear them for years, but you'll never see a face, and then you see the face and you're like, "Who's that?" Like blah blah blah. I'm like, are you what? What? <laughs> so that's just you know you don't. 
it's just, yeah, it was unexpected. No, I, I get it. No, believe me, I do. You know, because when, when we started doing this, I mean, think back to when it was an acoustic folk project. You think people thought that was crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, you just got, you got one dude, you got three dudes that are, or two dudes that are just tatted out like crazy. They look like they should be fronting a metal band and they're up there slapping a cajon and a fucking mandolin. You know what I mean? Slapping like, the bass, man. What the shit's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. I want to go on to yeah, the yeah, you question go ahead. here. You go ahead. Um, where do you see your band in the next five years? Or, or I, I guess I should rephrase it. Where do you want to see your band? in the next five years i've always been very passionate about what i do and you know the odds of actually getting like big 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 are astronomically low yes they sincerely are and it's not like we're a group of guys that are just stupid don't think that you know oh we're so great we'll make it i think and i'm kind of speaking for everyone else here and i hope that they don't like get mad about this but i (laughs) i would honestly be content if i could live in the same shitty house i live in now drive the same shitty car i do and just be able to do the music and make the money that's all I want. Yeah. We're the same way. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely, uh, Alex and I have had this conversation and, and along with Brett, I mean, getting ads and stuff for our podcast, we're not asking for that now. Nope. We're, we're still establishing an audience and all that. And it, it's kind of the same feeling. It's like, just as long as we can do what we love and what we're passionate about, mm-hmm. that's what we, that's what we feel should, is, is, is how a person should grow and, that's, and do their, that's shit my do dad does to me. Oh, I'll tell you, he will call me up drunk just randomly. Cause like growing up, my dad, He's not like an alcoholic by any means, but on the weekends, man, he will drink. Yep. So we used to get what I call dad's life liquor lessons where dad would just get <laughs> lit and he would take me and whatever friend I was hanging out with and he'd sit us down and he'd tell us about life and it usually turned into something really dirty and weird for your father to say to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he does this to me all the time. He'll just call me up randomly. Like I won't talk to him for two weeks. He'll call me up because I'm just so goddamn proud that you are not doing something that you hate. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And then it gets weird. Like, I love you, dad. I love you. Thanks. Let's, uh, <laughs> you go about your day, do what you're doing. I'm going to go about my day, do what we're doing. And right. We'll get together later. <laughs> That's great. Well, what are some, uh, since we're, we're hitting time. No, no, no. Our, we can keep going. Well, we can keep going, but like, no, 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 no. We'll keep going. Keep okay. going. Yep. All yep. Right. This is the aftercast. We have no sanctions. That's true. <laughs> um, okay. So out of all your music, what is your favorite song? I know that you felt really deeply about Willow. Yeah. So I'm going to guess. Just take a guess. That's probably one of your favorites. It's definitely top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say realistically, my favorites kind of tie between two. Uh, mm-hmm. One that is the si- one of the singles coming out called Diet Coke because that thing just that sounds interesting. Like you told oh me my about God. it, I'm like I want to listen. If to you it. come to the show, we we started off with this kind of like weird transition piece that actually begins the CD and it goes straight into it. Nice. Like it, it fucking it, it hits and it hits real good. And that's what I love about mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. It's either that one or it's probably going to be uh, Consequence, which is another one of our tracks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Consequence is super bluesy, really chill, really low, and it just keeps building and building and building until you reach this this giant crescendo at the end of it which is actually the murder of one of the main characters in the first album mm-hmm. and it's just it's that's one of those songs where it's like you know you can hear a band when they're recorded and then to come and see them live it's not obviously going to sound exactly the same right if it does mm-hmm. there's something that's backing them you yeah know what i mean yeah yeah but it's one of these things where it's like to come and see it live you really hear the depth of the like sorrow of you know in the loss of a character and you really hear like a lot of these emotions come forth in a way that you don't hear on a cd right because you know you're getting up there and you're singing and it's just like i have this really really innate habit of throwing my face into what i'm doing (laughs) so like if i'm really getting it and like i'm fucking upset you'll be able to tell because i'm just (laughs) like 
like trying, you know, like, like trying to evoke as much emotion out of my face yep. as I can. Right. Because both your hands are busy. You're trying to sing, but then you have to also try to engage your audience at the same time. Yeah, yep. it's a you challenge. Know, yeah, you have really have to find a way to connect with them. So one of my favorite things in the world to do is find somebody that I don't know. And I will just I fuck them, <laughs> the song. and I'm just there, and I'm singing that's a to thing. them. That is such a thing. That, that's that's kind of that how you, that's, Yeah, I see. Like, I see that. Looking at me. <laughs> I was like, you come see the show. Stand in the back, right? Or I'm just gonna be. <laughs> like I, I will that's make sexy though, eyes. That's, that's kind of good though, because I like when when you do that. Because I swear that's been done to me. Yep. <laughs> and well, I'm I mean, like, and, and if I, especially if I'm enjoying the band, I'm like. They're looking at me. <laughs> He's like, that's they funny. noticed me. <laughs> that's funny though. I was like, that's got to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because it, it kind of gives you more of an intimate connection with somebody. It's, yeah. You know, because yeah. you're just, you're looking them straight in the eye and you're bearing your, your whole soul. To yep. them. That's the scariest thing about being a musician. I'm not going to lie. Is you get up there and you put everything, every fucking thing you have on the line underneath the spotlight that just yep. people are going to judge and yep. look and, yep. You know, you got to be able to, because obviously not everyone's going to like you. No. Like mm-hmm. we're definitely one of these bands where we've, we've already decided as a group, you're either going to fucking love us or you're going to hate us. There's really yeah. not going to be a middle ground in between. I so. think that's, that's the best thing, best kind of attitude to go into yep. it with it. That's how we got through like starting the podcast is, you know what? you know screw the haters if you if you don't want to listen to us then don't turn listen to off. us turn it off what, what what's forcing you to listen to this exactly right. <laughs> somebody drag you or you chained to a chair i mean if yeah. you get into that you get pulled in the social the social media just drowning pool so you're just like uh-uh nope none of yeah. that oh these guys aren't funny fuck them yeah like, oh this guy hit a wrong note one time when i saw him live they're absolutely horrible yeah. you're gonna that's gonna happen yeah it's live music have you yeah. ever been booed off stage yes oh, okay it wasn't that's gonna be a chords. bad feeling too it you know it's one of those things that is it still follows me around to this day we actually we played a set at a venue here in fort wayne that i'm not going to name <laughs> and we went to go and do it and a lot of the information got miscommunicated now who that falls on i'm not sure a lot of fingers were pointed blame was laid out a yep. lot of people got very upset but we go to play this set uh supposedly the the way it was supposed to go it just didn't work out we ended up getting pulled off stage halfway through our set not because people were booing but because the guy who was actually putting on the thing was not happy with what we were doing really yeah wow he did not care for us and i i I might be speaking on his behalf i don't know Mm -hmm. but either way it, it was one of those shows where it's just like you know like we we played one we weren't booed out, but it was rough. Okay, we played a place called Carl's Tavern in New Haven. Okay. This is back when we were an acoustic folk band because, you know, mind you, as Tangle Chords, we don't have so many shows under our belt because we've spent so much time perfecting what we're going to put mm-hmm. out yeah. before we go out and do it. Right. So doing Tangle Chords, we, we booked, or uh, those one guys, we booked a show. We got put on a bill with a heavy metal national act mm-hmm. and a punk rock mid-act and then there's just acoustic folk music that started it off wow that was a rough rough set because you get up there and it's just the only support you got was band on band and even that was minuscule Mm -hmm. you know it's just a bunch of dudes just kind of standing there just like all right neat (laughs) is is that what you got because like we're ready to get up there and actually do this right 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 and it doesn't it just kind of follows you around but you have to take what you learn from that. That was one of the big deciding moments where I was like, all right, I'm done with this acoustic shit. Yeah. Like I love doing it. It's the yeah. way I write. It's, it's my, you know, most majestic way of playing. If that's not a weird word to use, no, no. Mm-hmm. but 
it just doesn't get the people's focus. And I mean, right. it's a select niche group. You know, if there it was is. somewhere yeah. out on the West Coast where it, that was yeah. like huge, yeah. oh, it would be great. We go out to fucking Oregon and do that shit and oh, <laughs> blow up all over the place. Yeah. But it's just not. It's not the energy. It's not the passion. That's cool that you, you know? found that, though. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, where can people find your music or uh, go to access it? Okay, so um, you can link directly to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash Tangle Chords. Okay. Uh, we are on Bandcamp at Bandcamp or tanglechords.bandcamp.com. We're at SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash Tangle Chords Official. Um, our Twitter is always active, TNGLD chords we had to go with some weird tng it's it's twitter right you you gotta do something like memorable like Mm -hmm. you know we have an instagram which is tangle chords band uh we really trying to interact with our with people any way we can so if you do like the music please feel free to hit us up let us know if you don't like us tell us what you don't like about it right right. let us know you know in what ways you would want to see not like we're like asking you like hey how should we do this but dude keep it real like interact yeah. with us don't mm-hmm. don't listen to it and and in your head think it sucks and then tell me that you fucking loved it because right. that's yeah. just not cool no no you know no I mean? no don't don't you, be too faced it, on yeah, it yeah if you right? hate it just hate it i'm not going to be offended no. right. when you sign up to be a musician you recognize the fact that there are going to be people that aren't going to like you. There are going to be people that say that you suck. There are going to be people that say that you're not talented. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people that say that they could do something better. Right. But the thing that I have to say to those people is then why aren't you doing it? Right, you right, right. I mean? And I say, well, thank you for listening. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> like, I appreciate your time. I appreciate, I appreciate your feedback. Yeah. And you go off and do what you think is great. And I'm right. going to continue to do what I want to do. Right. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to put all those links in our SoundCloud, on our Facebook, and on our Twitter, and Instagram. Why not? I mean, just... just well. We're we're gonna share you guys as best yeah. we can. Oh, yeah. Um and uh so the next question I have is do you have any band merch? We're getting there. You getting um, there? Um yeah. A lot of our, our money right now is being focused into doing the album. Mm-hmm. Uh which, you know, if we if we can bang out one song in three days, you're doing really good in yeah. the studio. That stuff takes a lot of time and I'm sure. You know, with with being four guys that all work full time jobs, we have to travel to do it and you know, we're, we're trying to get as much done as fast as we can, but at the same time, we don't want to rush it out. So right now, most of our money that's being made from shows and any kind of downloads or anything like that's all being put back into putting together this CD. That's exactly what it should be, too. <laughs> Once we get the CD out and, you know, we have a little bit of leeway, say we have a year mm-hmm. before we really have to focus on, okay, let's get back in the studio, let's do this some more, that's when we're really going to start pushing merch. And obviously, you know, you start with the small stuff, stickers, wristbands, yep. things that don't cost a whole lot of money to produce. Mm-hmm. Really just, a, here, take one, take one, take exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Like, hey, free sticker. Yeah, uh, yeah. who doesn't love free stickers? And who just doesn't like free shit? <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, what is the best advice given to you from other bands, and is there any, if, if at all, if there is any, and uh, what would you give to other people? The best piece of advice I've ever received from a band was actually from my, uh, my late uncle. He's the one, when I was 12, he bought me my first guitar, mm-hmm. and being 12, I didn't care. Okay, so I get in some trouble at school, and I end up having to be homeschooled for a year. Oh. Well, you know, you wake up at 11, your school's done by 1, what do you do the rest of the day? Yeah. Right. So I started playing guitar, and I, mm-hmm. I really started getting into it. And uh, he, back in the 70s and the 80s, was he wasn't like a huge guy or anything like that, but he was very involved in music. Now, later in his life, he stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, But one of the things he told me is he was just like, if you're not having fun, nobody else is. Okay. So... Just get up there and do what you want to do. You fuck up, you fuck up. It's live music. Right. Like, what are what are people paying to come see you? Five dollars, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, if there's a cares? cover, yeah. <laughs> there's a five dollar cover. It's not like you're playing, you know, some concerto piece for a bunch of, you know, right. You know, rich people that are going to critique you and actually <laughs> affect your life. Like, right. you're getting up there to have a good time. 
Mm-hmm. And as long as you're having a good time, everyone else is going to have a good time. But when yeah. you start going through, and I'm guilty of this because you, you hit a couple rough spots in the set, it's really hard not to make it obvious that it's going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, your drummer hits at the wrong time and you're just kind of hand like head over your shoulder. <laughs> like, like, you motherfucker. Like, what the fuck's going on back there? <laughs> that's that's probably, yeah, it's just, it's have fun. And that's, it's yeah. something you really have to keep sight of because you, you practice and you practice and you focus so much on not fucking up that when it happens, you just have to be able to detach from it because you have to understand mm-hmm. no one notices it. Right. You notice it. Like, we'll mm-hmm. play a set and I'll hear 15 or 20 mistakes that happen because I'm mm-hmm. up there. I yep. hear this shit once mm-hmm. a week for four hours a day. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you actually go out there and do it and people are like, yeah, I fucked up this part. What? <laughs> I had no idea. And then you're like, oh, really? Sweet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, like that's the same with our podcast. If, if we are having fun on our episode, we know it's going to be a good episode. Yeah. And things that's like that. That's how I know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll actually, uh, we'll do our plugs and then at the end, like, we'll stop recording. I'm like, that was good. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. This is with gonna this. be a good one. We have to plug the shit out of this. One. <laughs> <laughs> this was fun. We had fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the biggest challenge as a band, and have you ever been able to overcome those challenges? I think the biggest challenge of being um, an original artist is is really just trying to get people to, you know, give a shit. Yeah, it, it's one of these things where anybody with a USB recorder and a quarter inch cable in their basement. Can yeah, make something Garage like, Band on, yeah. on on an Apple computer. Yeah. You can make you can make mm-hmm. a, an amazing track on oh, there. Yeah. Put it up on SoundCloud, get a couple thousand listens. That doesn't mean that you're very passionate about right. it. That just means that you're good at putting together things that sound good to a metronome. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. that's one of those things. Like like I, like I don't I don't try to bash <laughs> other genres because you know each genre is specific to itself. But there's this thing in hip hop that's come around called mumble rap. I've oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Again, not because if the day ever comes where I actually get somewhere with this, I don't want to start some beef with some rapper that's going to want to like murder me over it or some right, shit. Right, right. Yeah. Who's to say that you didn't know them then right. or now? You right, know? whatever. But you look, you look at acts like you know, like I like just for example, like Little Yachty. I've never heard of okay people are so into this dude and like I'm not trying to discredit him. You know, like hey, you are getting big doing what you're doing and that's great and everything, but it's not for you. It's not for me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just the hardest thing about being an original act and just putting yourself out there is you have to find that audience. If you can't find that group of people that is just like, this is what I like. This speaks to me. Right. You're gonna have a hard time getting anywhere. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing of, you know, really putting this stuff out because, you know, a lot of these songs I used to play acoustic emo people mm-hmm. hated them. Mm-hmm. Now you can just change the music and you know the, the entire orchestra of it completely changes. Your aggressiveness and your voice changes mm-hmm. and that gives it just this whole new life, you know what I mean? Right. And that's not to say that bad notes don't happen. Like I'm 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 definitely the lead singer of this band. I'm confidently in saying like I'm not I know I'm not the world's best singer and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because the whole deal of doing this was in order for me to get the drummer that I wanted, Chris. He told me he said cuz I wanted to bring on a vocalist. He says mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it unless you do the vocals. Well, like point blank. Like he's like that's the deal. He's mm-hmm. like you want to bring on someone else? I quit. Wow. I'm like all right. He must like the what the way it sounds. He loves it. He's definitely <laughs> he's like he's like cuz you know like I I've showed, you know, our tracks to other people and I hear wow. Like that was, you know, like yeah, it's it's all right. And I don't Aww. expect everyone to hear it to go, "Oh my god, it's amazing." Because, you know, it's like it's your first album. Right. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like if you you go back and look at any band, usually the first one's kind of like 
and look and at My then, Chemical Romance. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, their first album, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I didn't like. But then they brought out uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I got that Revenge. painting right there. That one Man, that brought was me to them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, and same with The Used. Yeah. If you've heard, if you've heard of them, uh, In Love and Death was my favorite album of theirs. And that was their second. I, I believe it was their second. Or if not their third. Yeah, the, the sophomore, junior album. Like, it's rare that a freshman CD really takes off and gets somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that, you know, we're overly confident about mm-hmm. is, you know, we're going to put this thing out and... Like, I'm not trying to speak too highly of myself, but if someone doesn't pick this up and go, oh, my God, this is different, yeah. I'll be surprised. Yeah. So uh, I think you're headed in the right direction, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to get a, lot, a little off of the band chat and just a little personal with you here. Um, we as a podcast are really big into video games. And, oh, for sure. And movies. Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Video games and movies? Either yeah. Eli, You can go either one. Yeah. You can list some of your That's games and okay, list some of your all right, movies. All right, let's get to know me. So I'm yeah. sure a lot of you guys, because uh, you know, you're regular listeners to the podcast, heard Josh explaining the story about a Walmart and a game called Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, that was him. Oh, that was me. That's, that's him. That was me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, no, they made it right. Actually, I know that. No, they made. Yeah, we talked about that. They made it right. Yep, they but made it still, right. And everything was cool. I'm yeah. so um, upset. In in terms of video games, I am a PlayStation Four guy. That's I, fine. I rode the Xbox train for a long time. Mm-hmm. X, or the the PS Four came out, and I just thought, you know, I really want those exclusive titles. I really mm-hmm. want to get my hands on the on the next Devil May Cry, the next God of War. Like, I want to get back mm-hmm. into. Oh, you and Brett would have great conversations. Oh, yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> he loves God of War. Yeah. That's his thing. The, well, not not necessarily his only thing, but he loves it. Yeah. And I don't know. Did you watch PlayStation's presentation at E three this? I year? did. I did. The you know they were really weak in a lot of points, but God of War four looks absolutely stellar but it sucks because it, it kind of seems like sony's just copying that same kind of basic you know angle behind the guy he's out mm-hmm. doing his thing like it looks like horizon zero dawn does if mm-hmm. this is god of war right right um and we had an, a previous aftercast release last week that talks about all of our e3 press conferences each one individually and we talked about sony and how they presented god of war they didn't give any backstory they didn't do any they didn't do a whole lot with it i mean i know you love that 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 one that wasn't a system seller for me the system seller was spider-man spider-man did you you see did you see the gameplay yeah Yeah, i saw the gameplay trailer for it but i have i have an issue with spider-man okay and i'm gonna detract a little bit from what we're talking about because that's okay i I want you guys to seriously consider something Uh yeah if you look at the way we as a country kind of romanticize nuclear radiation Mm -hmm. that should really be an issue on the forefront of people's minds if you look at a place like japan Nuclear radiation causes King Kong, Godzilla, things that are destructive in nature. Yeah. If you look here in America, it's like, oh, a little bit of radiation? Great. Now you have superpowers. You got Dr. Doom. You've got Mr. Fantastic. He you got Spider-Man. Really good point. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, Kevin's a nerd. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's one of these things that people don't consider where it's yeah. like, you know, at what point are you conditioning people to understand that, oh, no, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because <laughs> you know, like, maybe like, this I, is okay. If yeah. I expose myself a little bit, I'll be Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like oh, man, there's nuclear fallout somewhere. I'm going to go jump into that. Give me a fucking stick of plutonium. I'll stick it in my pocket. The next thing you know, I'm shooting fucking jizz out of my hand. Like, <laughs> it, it's just one of these things. Like yeah. it, it's not. A, it's not a beef with Spider-Man as a character, but it's just. It's it's one of these things that on like a bigger level that I don't feel like people truly grasp the, the superhero genre. I right. definitely really don't dig that radiation. deep into it, but I I can definitely see right. the difference. Yeah, it's, there. it's, it's yeah. a romanticism for genetic deformity. Yeah. Right. Realistically, it's exactly what it is. Right. And it, yeah. It's just. It's one of these things for me where, like, you know, I have nothing against comic books. I have nothing against superheroes. You know what I mean? 
but to a point you have to kind of dig deeper and wonder okay what's the big reason that we're we're celebrating this specific issue so much where other countries are making it like no like this is an issue you need to be afraid of not something you should be in love with right yeah. right wow. so so you probably like the x-men because that's a mutation in general yeah yeah i mean yeah. that's that's one that i like in in indefinite in but i mean i'm i'm oversaturated with their movies i'll be oh, honest god here. i know <laughs> it's like it's like it, it's kind of like you know how much of this fucking trek can we can these big studios just keep pushing out it's a guaranteed money maker right exactly you know I mean? there's not really any like and i'm not trying to discredit the writers the directors or anything like that but from a consumer aspect eventually you reach a point where you can only tell the same story so many fucking times. Yes. yes. Thank you. I had yes. an episode last year where I talked about superhero movie fatigue where I'm getting tired it's of too it. Much. I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. It's, it, it's everywhere you fucking look, man. It's, we're on our fourth Spider-Man? Uh, in our relationship? Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about here? Like so, movies? So there's Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. No, like person. Oh, person. Like oh, person like and story, wise? pretty much. Third. This is... Is it no, third? I think this is a fourth. Tobey Maguire, Andrew start- Garfield, and then uh, the guy who's now, I'm not going to remember his name, Tom Holland. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So this is our third. Yes. In, we've been together 15 years. Yeah. Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire was right before we started dating. In 15 years, we've had three Spider-Mans oh in our God. lives. <laughs> like, that right there is like, are you serious? And then within the last, what, five, we've had two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's it's, it's so stupid. It's been one of these things where it's like you know, like you remember a couple of years ago, it was all Gerard Butler was everywhere. It's like yeah. how much yeah. of this yep. garbage can we just throw out there that these people are just going to eat up and go, ooh, Gerard Butler, yeah. I'm going <laughs> I'm to spend ten dollars to see this movie, even though it's just some jackass doing the same part he's done in the last five flicks he's fucking done. Right, exactly. Yep. It's I a mean, lack of originality, man. That's yeah. what Hollywood kills is suffering me. from. Because I'm just like, like, how do you have some of the best writers and directors and cinematographers on the planet, and the only thing you want to do is rehash old movies that sold really well because they were original then yeah exactly what are you leaving for people right eventually we're going to turn into a society of just like it's like mother goose there's a reason mother goose stories are still around you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're cautionary tales for kids. If you actually read the real Mother Goose shit, not, <laughs> not, not like the stuff that's like actually like, like you know like safe for kids to yeah. read. Like you actually look at a story like fucking Hansel and Gretel. Like those little kids get eight. Yeah. They get eight the fuck up. They it's not like a thrown in the freaking oven. Yeah, it's not like a oh I'm gonna go out the worst. There's some chocolate and I'm going to eat it from the floor. It's like no, like you fucking die. Like they get cannibalistically yeah. murdered. Yep. And people just like glaze over that fact. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do. They create another story. There was a a story where, uh, gosh, what was it? Um, I mean, you you look at a lot of the Disney movies, like Little Mermaid. There's actually a lot of uh, pain that she went through with that, with her becoming a human and all that. Like every single step she took was painful because she basically had split fins. That's the original story of that. Uh I mean, you look at some of the original stories of that stuff. When they tell it, and and I don't want to say dumb it down, but they they put too much. They PC it. Yes. They really do. They PC the shit out of it. Yeah. They make it so that way you can't be afraid of it. Exactly. You can't understand that, you know, it's like, like I'm trying to like, uh, okay. So really, really off topic. (laughs) Think in terms of zombie apocalypse, Mm -hmm. right? Over the last five, six years, this has become romanticized into this thing where people are like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't care if there's a zombie apocalypse. I could just murder them all. It's not going to be a big deal. Like I'm going to live through that. You have no idea how much would right. go through your right. body would go through so much just in mentally right. you're killing people but there, there's <laughs> an under in the hand no, no. There, there's an underlying instinctual fear mm-hmm. that we have of the dead for a reason uh-huh. yeah and that's something that people don't understand like evidently like you got to think humans have been walking around this planet for you know a couple million years at this point if not longer i don't know i'm, I'm not a scientist right <laughs> yeah but there's a reason that we're predispositioned to this 
this fear of the dead because mm-hmm. i'm sorry i don't care who you are the only people i know of that can honestly say that like driving through a cemetery after dark doesn't creep them out or being in a funeral home with dead bodies in it doesn't creep them out right. are people who live in that environment right you yep. know like my lead guitarist nick his parents own a funeral home he's grown oh. up his entire life just you walk over to his house hey man what's up you're ready to go to school and you walk into the fucking room and there's just a body laying in a casket in their fucking living room and you're what? just like what the shit is oh, it's whatever man it's, it's not that big a deal yeah, but you're desensitized right to it. right, but th- right there's an instinctual fear of that for a reason and i yeah. feel like you know it's been whatever it was that happened millions of years ago that caused that there's a reason for it yeah mm-hmm. so when people like romanticize these things that are actually like globally changing like you know like species exterminating acts mm-hmm. you're really getting away from the fact that you know we as humans are only at the top of the food chain because we're smart. Right. Were it not for that, we wouldn't be here. Yep. And as, people really take that for granted. Right. I want to say. I want to say, as a species, uh, some people aren't. <laughs> they don't have the intelligence <laughs> as right. others do. Right. Um, but natural uh, selection should still be a real thing. But back to the question: What's your favorites? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, movies I'm excited for this year: video games. I'm definitely stupid excited for Mario Odyssey. Oh my uh, gosh! Yes. I can't wait to get a Switch. Is one of the things I'm working on getting my way to. <laughs> right. That, right. Uh, I can't wait to see Smash on on the Switch. I feel like that's going to be man, mm-hmm. man. We were just talking about you, that. You the should other hang day. out with us more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just talking about them, like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait until they bring Smash out. It can't I mean, not be great, right? It, it has to be, right? Because you know they made Smash on the 3DS, and everyone was like, oh man, this is so great. Okay, I'm probably going to take a lot of shit for this. I had a hard time playing it. I can see that because the it, it just we, so, we, did, we didn't yeah. play it on the 3DS. Yeah, it's so no. tight in there. No. Like, like I how was can, how? I guess now that I'm thinking about that, that, like now that you're putting it on the subject, I'm like. How do you play Smash on the 3DS? Exactly. Right. It's like That's it's, not what it's meant for. No, it's it's it <laughs> It's was, meant for everybody getting in a room and killing each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's meant to be like something you do with your friends. It's yeah. like Mario Party. It's you know what I mean? Oh, I love Mario Party. Goes, Thank you. <laughs> I'll real. play the shit like, out yeah. of Mario Party. Mario Party on the Switch is going to be just dope. And I so and I love fun. the fact that Switch is opening up to third-party developers. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait to see Skyrim on the Switch. Yes. I feel like it's not going to run as great you know what I mean? Just because the Switch, in terms of like hardware and stuff like that, is an amazing console. But when it yeah. comes to terms with like frame rates per second and its ability to process and stuff like that, it's really kind of lower tier. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo, for the last, and this is purely my opinion, I'm not a factual expert at all. Go ahead. But uh, Nintendo, in, in the last few years, has kind of really. I mean, they have enough money that they could they could lose money for the next forty years and still yeah, be a and they'd be right, fine. right. Mm-hmm. But they they've built themselves up on you know how many times can you remake Super Mario three. Right. How many times can you put out a Pokemon game? Like, we're up to like seven or 800 fucking Pokemon. This yes. Time. You know what Pokemon I came up with? Motherfucking red, blue, yellow, gold, and silver. Alex exactly. loves you. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's where it ends. Like, like Ruby Ruby and Sapphire were awesome. Don't get me wrong, because they were the first ones on the advance. They were like the, really the first ones to take advantage of the different sprites and the different, you know, character mechanics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And most of the Pokemon then still kind of made sense. Now we're to the point where I just feel like they're just like, they see some shit, some bug out in nature and go, you know, I can make that a Pokemon. If I put some wings <laughs> there, on there's it. a trash can one in there. A trash bag. There's a trash. Back. My God, what are yeah. they coming up with? So I, I guess I have to ask: Do you play Pokemon Go? I did. You did. I, I gave it a you shot. Fell out. Yeah, Why? I, I gave it a shot for. Um, I did it for about a month. I actually had a, a, a very, very close personal friend of mine. It was the only Noob. time that she could. Uh, <laughs> that she Just could, kidding. That she could get away from her kids. Yeah, yeah. She would go out in the middle of the night with me, and we go out and we do Pokemon hunting because mm-hmm. uh, you know she'd have like you know her boyfriend it's watching the kids do. and shit like mm-hmm. that. Because they're asleep, he's just hanging out. Yep. No one's like offended by it. And I did it for about a month, and it, it was a pretty good time. But 
it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And yes. that, that really kind of turned me yeah. off from it. Because like I was the, really... The trailers really... They made it seem like something else. I mean, I like it for what it is, which with this new update that they're coming out with, they're making it so it's more interpersonal now. Right. But I can see how a lot of people fell off of it. But I think it was just because I had a strong uh, core for Pokemon when I was younger that I was like, this is just... They, I was drowned in my Game Boy with Pokemon, and then I was drowned oh, in my same, 64 same. with uh, Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon oh, Snap. Oh, they're, they're bringing they're bringing <laughs> a full on Pokemon to the Switch. Yeah, I yeah, saw so that, I and I'm, like, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, I know. I'm still I'm still into it, but I just wanted to know because you had said like, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've I've been huge into Pokemon my whole life. Uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon, like I'm I'm big anime, love Magic the Gathering. Like I I am legit shit a. I, I'm not going to say nerd or geek because these are like words they're, that people, they're yeah. phrases that yeah. get they shot out. Yeah. Like mean anything anymore? Right. right. It's like it's like you know like oh, I'm smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, like I, I'm huge into Pokemon. Always have been. Uh-huh. Right. And you know, for me, I just like I stopped after Ruby and Sapphire. Like not because they weren't still great games, but you just get to a point where you know, like this whole Pokemon Go thing, I thought I was walking into, okay, cool, I get to carry six Pokemon. I get to choose their attacks. I yeah, get to, that's the way to, I thought you know, it was really be. play the game right. as if I am motherfucking Ash. Which, that's, that's the way I thought it was going to be. I like how they have it now, but I feel like with what they're doing with the new gyms and everything now, they're going, they're trying to make it like that to grab people back. Because right. I think that they realize there's enough people that fell off going, well, we thought from the trailers that you're showing us that we're going to be like these Pokemon masters and all this right, stuff. And we're yeah. going to be able to go out and battle people, trade with people, go to gyms and battle Pokemon. Like, and that's just not what it is. Right. They're pushing that now. So I'm getting yeah. excited about, and that's why I'm like, when they announced um, at E3 that there's going to be an RPG mm-hmm. Pokemon, I was like, oh, Finally. Yeah. They yeah. didn't say what was coming out, but they said it's in the works. I can't imagine but that. I was like, but you did the, say it. It's the graphics that are going to get me and just the fact that it's 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 fucking Pokemon on a home console. Granted the Switch is a travel console, but it is a home console, right. to mm-hmm. be honest. So. I just I never in my life thought I'd see the day Game Freak would expand into like an open world. Right. Like ever. Yeah. Because they've been so 2D, like mm-hmm. just since the beginning, you know? Right. Like the I think the biggest like evolution of Pokemon games, and this is where I really start I, I might get a little angry here. <laughs> Mega <laughs> evolutions are the dumbest oh, fucking yeah. thing in the world. I totally agree. I see, my, I, see I, I don't know about them, but I do know about them only because my, my brother's good friend is like one of these uh Oh, I'm going to mess it up. He's one of those elite players that battles like online or whatever. Like he's in like the top so much in like the world or whatever it is. I don't know what that big world is. I don't even know what she's saying right now. My brother was like, (laughs) oh, I think it was like last summer or two summers ago. I was talking. It was when Pokemon Go was announced. And then he's like, oh, man, that would be awesome if they bring out these mega evolutions. I'm like, what the heck is that? And he'd show me like Charizard and mega evolution. I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like you don't have to do anything for it. Like you feed it some fucking shit and all of a sudden it amplifies like 2x yeah you know what i mean it's not even like you have to train i mean i I will say this: some of them look pretty cool yeah but i mean the the idea is like are you serious yeah i mean right that's let's uh let's move on from that (laughs) all right yeah yeah we get so so you've you've listened to us from here uh, from uh from time from time to time um these next two questions are going to be about what what you think about us in general like are there any segments that you like well if i could be real I think you're sexy. <laughs> I think. Um, I mean, if if you if you if you don't know one offhand, I mean, a lot of people do like Alex's millennial slang. <laughs> you, the thing I love about Alex and listening to your podcast, honestly, is just you. 
she's so like small and like she's kind of like like i don't mean this offensively no i get it all the time you remind me of like a dash hound and then like you're just like (laughs) all of a sudden like you know like you're just like oh she's so cute ah volume just like bites you oh Oh, no 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 you're good you're good i I get it a lot but uh, But alex alex does have a lot of volume that comes out oh yeah she's yeah when i'm mad i'm mad this 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 lady right here is is easily one of the most opinionated people i've ever heard and that is what i love about you don't expect it here no yeah because like you just look at her and you're like oh she's real sweet and nice then you get her going and you're just like okay all right next okay oh what all right she's not finished yet don't touch her (laughs) you know what i mean like that's definitely like like you and brett have like some quality conversations i remember the first time i ever heard your podcast too you know because i I know you on a personal level Mm -hmm. and i don't hear you swear that much i'm a very calm person and and see a lot of people don't they see that about me too that's where we bring our emotions out just like being an artist so that's what i think that's what i'm trying to tell people when we're getting our podcast out there and get these older or these people i haven't seen and heard of for the last 10 15 years and like you have a podcast oh my god you never said a word for 15 years in high school middle school elementary school i'm like oh you want to see how i'm like you just listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and then they're like oh my god <laughs> like josh is just like, josh is just like mm-hmm. these motherfuckers don't know the shit that goes on <laughs> like fuck me like i'm actually a different person outside of like work and school and everything else i'm I, you know i'm me i think right i think i'm pretty much the same person anywhere you go right I, I just i have to turn down the derogatory when i'm at work <laughs> like I, I had a lady today who was just like i mean she was hardcore flirting with Ooh. me and was it was it that blonde girl yeah uh. yeah <laughs> yeah i was that blonde girl and it like it got like it, yeah yeah, like, it was yeah. One the, like at first i thought we were just like making like jokes at each other and then all of a sudden it started getting like it's real like, it's like okay bye. <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like like i don't it's like i'm flattered you know what i mean like hey I, i've been with one woman for the last seven years it's kind of nice to see that another one could mm-hmm. see any kind of potential in this <laughs> <laughs> but for it to happen at my job in front of my coworkers is a whole nother ball game because yeah. i'm trying to maintain like this like professional thing yeah so i start giving it back to her just a little bit here and there trying to you know just keep it light you know, finesse and it, yeah, yeah and then it just it just keeps getting like gradually more and more explicit, explicit. right right <laughs> and i'm i'm honestly surprised to see if i see her again because mm. uh, it wasn't a bad experience by yeah. any means i was very friendly very nice you know what i mean i do what i always do very you know professional with, with my guests and, right right but it was definitely that's a first mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i felt like i kind of know what it is and i'm not saying this like i do because i'm sure it's a whole different ball game but i kind of felt like i like i experienced like an 16th of a life of an attractive woman yeah where you're just like you're just like i'm just trying to do my thing and somebody's over here telling me i've got a nice ass and <laughs> i don't know what to do with myself now like just right. completely throws off your yep. game right, like, right what was i helping you with like 10 minutes ago How yeah did we get exactly on this? exactly um i mean i i, I see you i see your point where it's like like he's, uh, someone being interested in you, like in general, me. I have a pre dad bod. Like I've oh, already you have got a the sexy gut. bod. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on from there. You've already you've already. <laughs> Derailed. Your audience doesn't know this. I'm, I'm just. I'm. That's my sense of humor. Kevin is straight. <laughs> I am. I am extremely straight. Um, but a man's got to eat. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. What? Anyway. <laughs> so you've kind of already given us the plugs. We'll we'll, we'll kind of just go over that again. You're on Twitter. You're on yep. Instagram. You're on Facebook. We'll put those links in all of our descriptions and stuff. Um, do you have any last words for those of you that paid attention to the end of this? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, I have a tendency to kind of get off topic, and I and I warned uh, Josh and Alex about this when they're like, "Hey, how would you, you know, feel about doing the podcast?" I was like, "Well, I tend to get going." 
Yeah. And once they get going, it's really I think that's what makes stop. the podcast great, though, is we can just sit back and exactly just talk oh, for shit. Sure. That's just for sure. That's why a lot of people like it. So. Right. 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 How we're just curious. Where are we at? Time wise, How hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yep. It goes by, doesn't it? Like, I will yeah. tell you this. I will tell you this. If you listen to this for the entire hour and a half, look me up on Facebook at Tangle Chords. Send me your name, and I will give you a promo code for free downloads of our tracks. Well, damn, there you right go. There. Like there I will go. take care of you for putting up with an hour and a half <laughs> of, of me speaking, or enjoying an hour and a half of you speaking. I mean, you can take it both ways there. <laughs> but uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna do some plugs of ours, and then uh, we're gonna do something. I think a little... we'll just like we'll close out with his single. We are. That's it. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. Um, are we? It, yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you i like you (laughs) but uh we're gonna do that's a little different a lot of people are like oh where's the podcast song fuck we're gonna listen to this single (laughs) you're gonna listen you're gonna like it (laughs) as alex said before on one of our episodes so uh if you guys are listening to us just remember that there are other apps you can find us on as well we are on soundcloud itunes stitcher podcast addict blueberry tune in satchel the xbox one podcast app and google play music and don't forget guys we we are still doing our T-shirt Tuesday giveaway. Head on over to our Twitter page at PTO Unlimited. The top pin post on top. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, like the post, and retweet the post using hashtag PTO Giveaway. We are doing that until the 28th of June at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The last people who do that, uh, I mean, right right at that point, I will pick that uh, winner on their. Uh, on our podcast and you'll have to listen to when we will not be posting it on any of our social media um we'll just uh we'll give you guys that shout on our podcast that is actually next week at time of recording yeah um we'll Uh be putting this out probably on monday uh to uh to uh give you a little or a little promo towards your your thing that's happening that's next week uh saturday is your performance yeah july 1st we we uh go in and we do the show july 2nd we're uh shooting the actual music video for the song nice oh yeah uh want to give a shout out to static heart productions a guy by the name of taylor fredericks he's a local filmmaker and Mm -hmm. he's absolutely amazing we actually uh me and a a few other friends of his we just got done shooting a uh, clerk's tribute film called rentals nice uh, which was which was a lot of fun to do and we're super, super excited to work with him. Right on. Hoping right on. between start at eight a.m. Sunday morning after that show, and I just pray to God it's not super long because I'm gonna be hungover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget to catch us on YouTube, guys. Uh, just search on the search bar PTO Unlimited. You'll get Pro Unlimited first, but just say no. I meant PTO Unlimited. You'll see all of our uh, recent episodes in video form. This one, however, is not going to be in video form since Brett has all of our tech and uh, he's he's gone for the day. So it's okay, um, we'll have some images to put up. Right, 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 uh, and. And thank you guys for liking, sharing, and subscribing for all, all that you do, especially on our, our – uh, we've been we've been checking out our iTunes. You guys have been giving us some some uh, five stars there. We appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> if you want to catch us on Exploded Radio every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Central, they play uh, one of our most recent podcasts on there, and you can catch out some uh, – catch some interesting music. Uh, I'm going to see if they uh, want to put some Tangle Chords on there. Good idea. So uh, since since I'm in touch with them, networking is always a good thing. Um, If you want to follow us on any of our social media apps, we are on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash PTO Unlimited. Instagram is PTO Unlimited underscore podcast. We are also on Twitter, which is at PTO Unlimited. If you ever want to email us about any topics you want us to talk about, you want to chime in on something, you want to say, hey, Kev, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Email us at PTO Unlimited at gmail.com. If you ever want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Lemke619. And I am cute underscore kitty. And you can, what's what's your Twitter again? Uh, I want to think it's like Kevin Eats Pizza or something like that. <laughs> oh, I meant your bands, but yeah. that's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can pl- you can plug whatever yeah, you no, want. The, uh, the bands is, uh, it's uh, T-N-G-L-D 
chords. C H O R D S. Yes. At at so it's at T N G L D chords. chords. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. So we're gonna close this off with our uh, with the track "Are We" by Tangled Chords. So thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Really appreciate yep. it. And we will catch you guys later. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>